Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. How's it going, everybody? You are listening to the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. We originally air as a radio show on Radio for Brooklyn, so if you like the show, you can listen to episodes the day they come out every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. You're back to the episode where I interview 19th century ruler of the British Empire, Queen Victoria, and religious icon and philosopher Siddhartha, or the Buddha. This was a particularly funny episode. You guys are in for a real treat. I hope you enjoy it, but a couple quick announcements before we get into it. Uh, This Sunday, March 25th, We're celebrating my birthday with a big show at the Magnet Theater. That's this Sunday at 9 p.m. at the Magnet Theater, March 25th. The Fine 39, we're calling it. There's going to be free beer, special guest stand-up. It's going to be a real hoot and a holler. You don't want to miss this. Miss this. Uh, Email us at famousdeadpeople at radioforbrooklyn.org. Check out my website, jaredperenstein.com. Buy the book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique, and The Fine 39 this uh, Sunday. Guys, go check it out. In the meantime, enjoy Buddha. And Queen Victoria on Famous Dead People. Famous dead people. It's time. Famous dead people. Time to start the show. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. You know. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. The story stuck in the head. You're gonna hear thoughtful from me, even though all these people are dead. My guests today on Famous Dead People are 19th century Empress of the United Kingdom, Queen Victoria. How did you add it? And 5th century BC Indian sage for whom the religion Buddhism is named Siddhartha or Gautama Buddha. Cuckoo. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Buddha, uh, your Royal Highness, uh, Queen Victoria, thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. You're very welcome. Tat tat. Um, I'd like to start with uh, with you, Buddha, uh-huh. if I may. Uh, <laughs> so you were obviously uh, a very wise... Yeah. religious leader yep. and uh, your religion still survives to this day uh, nice. but i think that many people know you and uh and think of you just as the image of the buddha that sort of like fat baby mm-hmm. with the extended belly and the silly grin oh hell yeah and there's no evidence that like you look like that when yeah. you were alive like do you know where that image came from like why we why we decided that that's what you no, look like. Dude, I don't know where are. that image comes from. I'm jacked as hell, and it's awesome. Well, I, I, I could tell. I've always been jacked my entire life. I've your whole jacked. life you've been jacked. Yeah, hell yeah. I came out of the... That's why I was. That's why I had so much confidence, you know? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't credit my wisdom with why I was able to come up with all that smart shit. It's because I was fucking awesome from day one. I don't oh. know. It's because, you know, when you're a jacked child, all the other children are like, wow, like, what do you have to say? And I was like, oh, like, hell yeah, let me show you my muscles. And then I will tell you all this wisdom that is just flowing through my head. And it wasn't about me and it wasn't about my muscles and it wasn't about how I looked, but it was promulgated by how I looked. That fat dude, they probably wanted to take that away because it, because I'm, I was a vain person and my philosophy wasn't really about that. So they wanted to take that away and be like, oh, he was just like a fat dude. He's like a big, big belly dude. So they decided to change your image. Yeah. In order to satisfy, like, the people who were following your religion? Yeah. Is that what we're saying? Well, I, I just not, it's just, like, it's not a very easy to be enlightened. Like, have you ever seen I Am Legend? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, do you ever, you ever you used to know the scene where Will Smith is doing pull-ups? On, yeah. And he's, like, shirtless? Of That's course. What, imagine if that I, was the Buddha. Can I toss this to the queen real quick? You remember that scene from uh, I Am Legend with Will Smith? Oh, my God. Yes, 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 yes. I remember I saw that film and then I went to my journal that night and I wrote out a long, long erotic moment. Hell yeah, myself. but like that's not <laughs> what we're going for when we're talking about enlightenment. So imagine if like every Buddha was replaced with Will Smith doing fucking 
like jacked as hell pull-ups mm-hmm. you're not gonna reach enlightenment mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're just gonna get horny as hell you, you know? get horny or you're gonna think like i need to get jacked like that and then you get jealous yeah and then you're like i want those abs and as we all know from buddhism that that desire to want abs that you right. don't have is the cause of all suffering that's the cause of all suffering yeah that's yeah. interesting wow and i mean i was gonna ask you because like you're super jacked right now thank you but like i don't know that that's what you looked like back then. Like there are a it couple was. of records of like what you look like, but so, so you're saying that it was. Yes. Um, can I read you? So I got this off of the Wikipedia and I thought this was really funny. Um, you know, this is just my, my own like little, uh, just this me being tickled by a quote that was someone, someone described what you look like. Mm-hmm. This is a direct quote. Okay. Some, some historical document describes you as looking quote, handsome, nice, good looking, okay. pleasing to the eye, yes. with a most beautiful complexion. This is all he, checking out. He has a godlike form and continence. He is by no means unattractive, this, which I thought was a really funny way to cap it off, you know? Yeah. It almost sounds like a Woody Allen joke, you know? It's just like, oh, so beautiful, godlike. Uh, I guess I'm saying he, he's not ugly. You no. know? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Calling to mind Woody Allen now in, in these times. I know it's not the times. most popular thing to do in 2018, but like, but you see what I'm getting at, right? Like, why did that person put that in there? The Buddha end? does remind me of of Woody Allen. Dude, really? Jared, what are they supposed to say? Are you saying he, <laughs> he flooded my basement? What did you say? I saw him and it was like, I fucking. Sorry, did you I, say flooded my basement? Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know. Did I, are they supposed to say, ooh, that made me horny watching him do pull ups on that tree branch? My undercarriage just went through a, a river bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, my goodness gracious, Queen. <laughs> and I like how that just happened now as we were, as we were verbally describing the man that is just sitting right in front of you. Yes. I'm horny all the time. Jim. You are horny all the time. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. That's suffering. That's what we're trying to move yeah. away from. Do you remember, um, do you know who who said this about you? This All these really nice things. Handsome, good looking, pleasing to the eye with the most beautiful complexion. Yeah. He has a godlike. You remember this person? Uh, if I recall correctly, that was my friend Chet. Chet. Yeah. Okay. Um, we called him Cheese, uh, which is, uh, <laughs> which we only had like two types of cheese. Uh, so we called every, we we didn't delineate the types of cheese. We just said, oh, the food is cheese. And then our friend was cheesy, cheesy as hell. So like, oh, Chet, cheese. Um, in any case, he was trying to play it cool and not, not be like, oh, man, if I could like rub his muscles all the time, I would. But because that was, that was what Chet was all about. He's like a very touchy-feely guy. Mm. But so he was just like, you know, that was in a, what was that, in a letter he wrote about me? Uh, you know, I, I didn't take down the primary source material. So that was in a letter know. he wrote about me. <laughs> Okay, good. Thank you. That's that's an incredible recall from you, uh, Buddha. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. I'd like to move over to uh, to Queen Victoria for a moment, if I might. So when we mm. think about you, uh, Your Highness, and your time as the Queen, the Victorian era, we think of Victorian moral standards, like mm, button-ups, yeah. strict mm. sexual restraints, mm. strict codes of conduct. Yes. You know, people were dissuaded from expressing emotion. Mm. Um, even the legs of pianos needed to be covered up because because seeing the bare legs of pianos was thought to be too scandalous. Damn. Yes. And this all yes. came from you. Like these these are things that you uh advocated. Correct. Um and um and and so this is the way that you thought back then, right? Yes, Larry. Um I'm sorry, do you call me Larry? Yeah. Are you not Larry King? No, no. I'm are you not Larry Jared, King? Jared Berenstein. Oh okay. God, that is Ah, oh, that is a that is a knife wound right there to be called Larry King. Queen, this is a free interview. Was... Is this the real interview? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, it's... this is this is the actual interview. Yeah. Queen, do you think you're going on Larry King today? 
No, it feels like I thought that I was going on Larry King. I was going to speak. I, I was told that he had the largest market share of anyone who did I mean, uh, interviews. That is without question. He definitely has a, a wider audience than I do. Amazon has the largest market share. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. But um, he also, he has uh, like a very jowly face and he also has the suspenders okay. and he, right. tr- like my undercarriage feels like, uh, feels uh, almost like newspaper, like after, uh, the- after after a, a, a hard rain. Dang, Queen. Feels... <laughs> going, really going in for it. Mm. What happened to you being buttoned up? Yeah, what's going on there? No, that, all of that, all of that, that's all part of the pleasure delay. Mm. Pleasure oh. delay. That's what the whole Victorian era was about. It was about, about getting was it... uh, getting extra juice into your jock by just uh, holding off a little bit. Oh, mm. yeah, ooh. <laughs> I... I... Might I? Can I talk about your chest hair for just a moment? Because um, well, first of all, I, I'm I having a hard time. I don't know if we've fully gotten past this insult of you calling me Larry King. Like- My undercarriage feels like, <laughs> and well, like when you leave an umbrella outside and it's raining, Have you and guys, it's carrying water. Are you talking about when you turn it upside down so it can catch a yeah. lot of water? Yeah. Okay. Have all you right. guys heard the album Jock Jams? Um, well, I know there's, there's, uh, a lot yes. of, there's a lot of volumes of Jock Jams. Jock Jams Volume One. Okay, yes. is that the one with da 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 Okay, I just yeah, found that this. CD. I just found that CD. It's dope. Yeah, Jock Jams is pretty good. <laughs> Seems like kind of a non sequitur, but uh, you know, no worries there. Uh, so Does yeah. anyone ever no say sequitur? Sequitur? It's, I only ever hear non sequitur. This is a total sequitur. This is a total yeah. sequitur, meaning that it is about the thing that we were just talking about. We were mm. talking about awesome things. They were Jock Jams. <laughs> Plus, you said the word Jock. Awesome things like Larry King. Uh, Queen Victoria's undercarriage, mm-hmm. all these different, um, all these different uh, poetic analogies to yeah. how wet she is. Now that's what I call a sequitur. Mm. Yeah, that'll work. Mm. Um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, I don't think that I look like Larry King. He's a very old person. I'm sure he was attractive back in his day. You wish you looked like Larry King. Like Larry King now? Oh yes, anytime. That's that's offensive. Being born and a jowly person. I'm not a jowly person. I'm a young person. Heavy on the jowls. Heavy okay. on the jowls. I don't know what he Did might. Did you want to say more things about my chest here? I was just I don't mind make sure I wasn't interrupting you. I would that. like to shave you. <laughs> you want to, Jesus saucy. I want to shave you. Saucy lady. Well, here's what so you're saying that the entire reason for Victorian morals was sort of like edging. You yes. know, the way that people will, like, get themselves almost to the orgasm the and then pull back. I know that. You know, I, I'm not saying that you guys don't. I was just elucidating for the listening audience in case that they weren't familiar with, with edging. Yeah. yeah, of course. Of course you do. Yeah. Edging's cool. Yeah, <laughs> It's yeah. all right. You know, I've done, I, 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 I've tried it a couple of times. I'm not a huge fan. You know, I don't like that delayed gratification thing. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, once my husband died, I would edge myself every night because only I, I allowed only for him to be the one to bring me to full climax. Interesting. Only Prince Albert could bring me to a full climax. The rest of my life, it was just but but coming up to the uh, up to the orgasm, but short. Okay. I'm able to edge myself using pure mental fortitude. Just yeah. uh, just the energy of yeah. your. Um, of your, of your, I don't know what you would call it, of your, your, your karma, your, um, my essence. Let's just, let's not call it anything. Oh. And that will be more apt than call, giving it a specific name. Oh, interesting. It's okay. just who I am allows me to edge very effectively. <laughs> very effectively. Did you ever <laughs> used to use material when you were trying to edge or can you just do it? Just like, do you, like, do you need material or go? No, or? absolutely not. <laughs> okay. I use, I use my mental essence. Well, right. well, let me ask you this, Queen Victoria. So, um, you can you ask know, me anything you like. So, so you, um, you know, you you had this uh, uh, this this public persona 
of being very buttoned up, of being of being very prudish, you know, mm. and be and uh, you know having a strict strict code of conduct. But mm. it wasn't um, it it, wa- it wasn't widely known that this was just like a like a teasing thing that you did to have more uh, rocket ship style orgasms. Um, and so I read that uh, you liked to collect male nude figure drawings. Yeah, yeah. And you even gave one to your husband as a present Uh-oh. once. And so I'm wondering, isn't that a little hypocritical, uh, you know, to to collect nude drawings? But meanwhile, you're telling everybody else, like, don't indulge in your sexual passions. You know, like, don't talk about sex or feelings. Well, no, like because that. it is the forbidden that is the fruit of all pleasure. But I feel like you never got to the point where you said, and then, and then... You get to have these nuclear orgasms. Well, how could it be forbidden if I tell you that it is only a ruse in order for you to have what you say rocket ship orgasms or what I will call Larry Larry King orgasms? <laughs> Larry King inspired orgasms. The only way that you can truly lead a sexual life is if I tell you to abstain from any kind of pleasure, any kind of earthly pleasure. Mm-hmm. So in the moments that you let yourself have mm-hmm. that earthly pleasure... Then you experience a uh, hike. The only way I can think of to describe it is that there is uh, in my undercarriage. Mm-hmm. The, it's almost <laughs> as though I just sat down in a uh, like a kiddie pool. Mm. Uh, Damn. <laughs> yeah, and you had a and you had a sponge in your underwear, so it just soaked up all the water from the kiddie pool. Sometimes I wouldn't have a sponge. Sometimes I would soak it up. Oh, just, you! Had, I was talking about a figurative just with my sponge pubic hair. <laughs> If you want to hide, if you want to show to sex, you got to hide to sex. Mm, That's how I put yeah. that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind shaving your chest hair That's, and then you've using, made that clear. using that chest hair as a merkin. Oh, my going God. Going in for it, Queen. I like her. It's <laughs> going after what you want. Isn't it a little rude, though, also that you gave one of those uh, nude figure drawings to your husband? Like, that's a little mean, right? Like... I, I told him that I had edged to it the previous evening and I okay. needed someone to come in and finish the job. Okay. So I guess you're just assuming that everybody in the world yeah. is having these nuclear orgasms because you have told them to abstain. Uh, but it was never made it was never made clear. It was never discussed. It was never openly. I assume so, because the Empire is still there. People are still making babies. There's no other reason to live unless you can have a nuclear style orgasm. So why not just Except that it worked. But you are aware did. you are aware that Freud believes that a lot of the neuroses that developed in people, these unconscious problems, were because they were told they couldn't express themselves emotionally and sexually. You can't mm-hmm. swing a dead cat without hitting some sort of topic that that Freud has some <laughs> sort of opinion on. We would it. swing dead cats where I'm from. Oh as yeah, a sport. In and a, that's where that expression in, comes from. In what from. we know is Nepal these days. Yes. So you're saying that swinging a dead cat was a thing that that you guys did in oh expression fifth century BC. Yeah. Essentially, is it, have you ever done a pinata? Uh, I had done a pinata. Yeah. We wouldn't kill the cats. It's like cats just died from disease. We didn't know how to take care of cats really. <laughs> So the cats would die, and then, okay, well, we have this thing. We have essentially this big ba- meat bag, um, and we didn't eat cats because that's fucked, dude. Um, so you'd like, <laughs> you close your eyes, and you swing a cat, and if you can't swing a cat without hitting one of your boys, then you're like, oh, I, I can't swing a cat without hitting one of my boys, and then that boy would swing the cat, and it was just kind of like a, a fun game we'd play. It's kind of like Marco Polo meets Pinata mm-hmm. with a dead cat. No, it sounds really fun. Uh, it sounds great. Actually, uh, that's, a, that's a nice... Uh, uh, transition over to you, uh, Buddha. So you taught, we talked a little bit about this already. Yep. You taught what is known as the middle way. Uh-huh. And that was the philosophy of living somewhere in between 
indulgence and severe (laughs) abstinence. I don't know why. I don't know why these noises are necessary, Buddha. Because uh, you're just you're you're pushing all my buttons. I like it. What you mean? Like I'm talking about things that you're excited about. Exactly. Like, yes. Okay. I'm, I'm, all right. So <laughs> so you so you're saying that you don't have to indulge, but you also don't have to deny yourself uh, if you just don't want anything. Like yeah. If you get rid of your things, then you don't have to do either of those things. Yeah. So do you think that that philosophy? I know that there are Buddhists today that still exist, but I'm wondering if that specific philosophy is. I feel like it's it's kind of permeated society because like when I think of. Mm-hmm you know, millennials yeah. or when I think of like Gen Xers, you yeah. know, I think of them, these people are just like meh about everything. They're, they're kind of free of the desire that you were talking about in Buddhism. Yeah, dude, it's caught, it's caught on like wildfire. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't mm-hmm. be happier with where Buddha, Buddhism is at. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of like, I think what it's evolved to be is kind of like, you know, anything goes like I maybe like 200 years ago, I would have been like, this queen is freaking me out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because like, she's talking about her flooded undercarriage but i'm like now i'm like i'm the buddha and i want to get up in that you know what i'm saying like anything is okay i can want it and i can have it but it doesn't define me and i feel like it's this millennial vibe that i'm totally fucking into oh interesting yeah so like somebody i feel like this is a thing that um that i had trouble with when i was growing up yes like i thought that the things that i like were a direct reflection on me Mm -hmm. and so i could i didn't want to like certain bands or Mm -hmm. say that like certain tv shows because then everybody would be like oh jared said that person Mm -hmm. but what you're saying is that like our contemporary understanding of buddhism is that you can just like or do whatever you want and it doesn't reflect who you are Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I have a question for you. So, sure. Uh, I, I, <laughs> oh, are you saying? Are you saying that um, that modern day interpretation of Buddhism mm-hmm. uh, is currently inspiring you? So, what I'm saying, everything that you came up with, you know, oh my d- God. during your period of life, <laughs> we are now thousands of years after that. Yes. And but now you you find yourself. Having been from teacher back to student. Yeah. I'm I'm the parent who's proud of their child for playing clarinet at the seventh grade recital. You know what I'm saying? Mm, and That's what learning. millennials is at right now. Yeah. Can you wait until they're at Carnegie <laughs> Hall? I, I can't wait until the millennial vibe is like rocking everyone and people are just buying experiences and everyone lives in tiny sheds because they don't need big apartments. You know what wow. I'm saying? Yeah, that is that is quite a transition from it's, what we know of as, uh, as traditional Buddhism. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm, I guess today are uh, 5th century BC Indian sage, the Buddha, Whoop. and uh, 19th century Empress of the United Kingdom, Queen Victoria. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'd like to ask you, Queen Victoria, so you were never meant to inherit the throne there were a lot of people in line before you, but unbelievably, they all died. Like your father and the king die. All three of your older brothers die. So you're the only surviving le- legitimate child Dang. of the crown that you inherit at the age of 18. Is that right? Well, Johnny. Um, Jared. My name's Jared. Uh, uh, are you not Johnny Carson? No, I'm not, not Johnny Carson. Who's- I- also, it doesn't look anything like Larry King. Like, what are you mm. taking? Is it just the fact that I'm interviewing you with a microphone? Is the only like, resemblance? I like old men. <laughs> Johnny Carson is the hey-o. Right? I, yeah. um, yeah. I think that was his sidekick, uh, Ed McMahon, used to go hey-o. Ed McMahon. Johnny Carson was more of a... I can't, do a, I can't do a Johnny Carson, but if I had to in the moment, it would be like... I think know, I could do one. We got a really great show for you tonight. Like, one, maybe one of those voices. I, I think that was yeah. the, uh, Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan? No. Oh, Ed Sullivan was the guy who said, hey Oh, that's right. He was the, no, you're thinking of Ed McMahon again. Oh, that's Ed McMahon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, a really great show. Yeah, that is Ed Sullivan. I love that right. game. That dude cracked me up. Yeah. 
my uh, my ex-wife. That's more of a Johnny Carson, right? Uh, uh, w- mm-hmm. Weird stuff. Weird stuff. Weird wild oh. stuff. Weird wild stuff. I can't get no respect. No respect mm. at all. Uh, uh, I like him. Excited about this movie, 12 Years a Slave, uh, uh, otherwise <laughs> known as My Last Wife. Whoa. That was a, that was a, a joke that I saw somebody else do doing wow. a Johnny Carson impression. <laughs> You know, uh, wait, uh, wait are, are they doing are they doing some sort of show as if he's still around, as if uh, he's still alive, no. or is it just an impression? No, and I mean, speaking of people we're not supposed to be talking about in 2018, it was Kevin Spacey doing his Johnny Carson impression uh, on wow. Conan O'Brien, and so again, I have put my foot in it, and I'm, and we're talking about a thing that is is verboten now. But I'm I'm so sorry we've gotten completely off track. Okay, I was asking you about how everybody in Life of the luck. Throne before you yeah. had died before you were 18. Yes, can you believe everyone died before I was 18, and mm-hmm. so I was left to take over control of the whole country. Don't mm-hmm. you understand? And so I did. I did as best as I could. But you know, I was a young woman. I was a very mm-hmm. very young woman. It was hard, hard to believe. Also. Yeah. Well, what I I is, what I found also interesting about that is like first of all there was there was no um, you know uh, it just seemed completely normal like people I guess just died so much more frequently back then you know it was like there were no more yeah you know there were there were a lot of uh, you know diseases and you know we didn't have the advanced medicine that we have today so obviously it's just like oh yeah just like these five people died and so now yes you're the king. if you were sick you were supposed to just bleed dude yeah. back then what do you when I'm from you would just like there a plague would come through and it's like damn my mom's is out you know <laughs> damn my mom's is out well we wouldn't say it like that mm-hmm, how would you say it say damn my mom's <laughs> Say it real sad. Uh, uh, I, there is different meaning in the tower. Mm-hmm. It sound it's very windy. Anyway, no. it would. Yeah, I mean, plagues were just the thing, you know. Um, but you, uh-huh. uh, even though you were, you know, you had this popularity that went up and down in your kingdom. Yeah, you, there were all these assassination attempts against you. Like, oh my god, can you believe it? When I was yeah. researching this, I was like, oh, I should ask her about that one assassination attempt. But there were like twenty assassination attempts there's like a couple of dozen right yes the craziest one was i was over in saint petersburg reading the czar over there you know Mm. i was over there meeting the current czar and uh and in the middle of dinner uh somebody came in with a a pistol Mm -hmm. uh, aimed it right at me right in my face and then said something said something to me in the russian language i didn't quite understand it Mm. and i never went back and asked and he sh- fired the gun. The gun uh, misfired. Bullet went back. Killed my would-be assassin. Mm. Oh, my God. Shot him right in the eye. And then he fell dead right there. And then I asked if I could keep the body. And Albert and I made use of that. The gun here. fired <laughs> the bullet backwards? The yeah. gun fired the bullet backwards into his head. It was a misfire. There was too much. There was, there was, there was something lodged inside the I feel the, like this was maybe barrel. a common problem. Someone stuffed something in the barrel of the pistol and he didn't see it? Or or it was just yeah. like a really poorly made or poorly loaded pistol. You know, maybe Poorly loaded pistol. You had to stick the, Ooh, the thing great inside band name. there. Great band name. Poorly loaded, poorly loaded pistol. pistol. <laughs> yeah. They, they really sound like a DIY band from band uh, the so Midwest. Good. Do we call them DIY bands? We used to call them garage bands. Is it DIY bands now? I think DIY was the, the term that was used in the 80s. Garage bands and Apple pro, uh, programs. Well, yeah, but I'm saying uh, yeah. we used to call them garage bands. It's like you had a new band that, you know, you didn't perform any work except for your garage. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. DIY came about because they would they, they tried to assume the record label by sending out mixtapes everywhere oh. and they had underground zines and they played on underground Again, labels we just called that doing it yourself. we just called that underground though they call them djs now <laughs> 
going back has to a you, band. going back to you, uh, Buddha. Yeah. So your father was a chieftain mm-hmm. uh, in what we now know of today as Nepal. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. when you were born, an oracle announced that you would either be a great king mm-hmm. or a great religious leader. And uh, the story goes that your father wanted you to be a great king instead of a great religious leader. So he sheltered you and from and kept you from any religious teachings or mm. any signs of human suffering because he thought that those would maybe like lead you in the direction of a uh, of of being a, a religious figure. Is that uh, is that true? Yeah, uh, I mean, oracles are crazy, mm. and like that's the big takeaway that I have from my life. And the thing is, like, there is no prophecy that isn't self fulfilling. Okay. But oracles are real, and they are everywhere. Okay, so you're saying oracles are real, but they're but they're crazy. Yeah. And my dad sheltered me away. And so with the self self-fulfilling prophecy then was, was because I didn't get polluted by other religious thinking. So I got to conceive of my own, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Okay. So, so because you didn't see other religions, you were able to sort of like create your own in your brain. Yeah. I okay. essentially was kept in what we would call it a closet now, okay. but it was much smaller than a closet because we were living in essentially like a hut. So I was, I lived in a box and I was like, that's what, that was my king box. And my dad painted a crown on it. And he said, this is your king box. And I said, dad, I said, dad, dad, I want, um, I, he has this hilarious story of me. He was like, he said, get in your king box. And I said, dad, someday I'm going to be the king of the sky. And he said, no, you're going to be the king of the land. And I climbed and I did a pull up. I did. I grabbed it, and with my little kid muscles, I pulled myself up, like and I Will grabbed Smith. him by his like throat, Will like Will Smith in, uh, in I Am exactly. Legend. Yeah. And I grabbed him by his neck, and I said, "No, Dad. Oh my God, I'm gonna be king of the sky." And he uh, he had to back down because he, he he had raised a very strong child from doing push-ups in my king box. Oh my God! Yeah. So you being in that box is what created the swole. Uh, Buddha that yeah. we see today and that lived back at that time. Yeah, if there should be any image of Buddha, I respect the image of Buddha that's out there, but if there should, if there's a decent replacement one, it is a, a ripped baby so we're doing talking push-ups about in a box with a crown on Henry Cavill in the first Superman movie, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Ev, what, which person am I talking about? I don't remember these Chris Buddhas. Thor, the guy who plays Thor, Ooh. uh, Star-Lord, when he takes off his shirt in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, like, these are the swole guys yeah. that you actually resemble. As Terry Crews. Terry Crews? Terry Crews. Who's Terry? Oh, Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Yeah. Yes, Terry Crews, of course. I, have to I, say I invented that peck thing where you do... Where, where you, you do the peck dance? Friends, that was you. Dance. Yeah. Oh, fun. Is yeah. that a comma thing? No, that's a friend. That's a make your friends laugh on the ground thing. <laughs> uh, but again, okay. Queen Victoria, we shouldn't be naming it a karma thing. It's just the thing that is, right? That's Buddhism. Yeah, karma <laughs> is Hinduism, right? Yeah, I think I think that was my fault uh, bringing I that up. That. And I, was, I was looking for a way to name that. Um, I'm yeah. rich in English, so I don't know anything. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we only have uh, time for one more question before we go on a break. So let's go over to you, Queen Victoria, for just a moment. So mm. uh, you also were kept uh, fairly isolated as a child. The Duchess of Kent, your mother, and uh, and her comptroller, Sir John Conroy, who people thought were, were having an affair together, mm-hmm. uh, they mm. wanted you to be dependent on them, so they kept you isolated uh, from everybody else. Is that right? Uh, Charlie, yes, that's right. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's well, see keep... where this is going. What? I know. I just, I, all right, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't know who, I don't know which, I'm assuming Charlie it's Charlie Rose. Rose. It's wonderful to be okay. here. It's wonderful to be here. You're only saying that because I was masturbating in front of the intern earlier. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yep. Man, how many I'm of saying? these dudes can we mention? We're running the gambit right now. Yeah, we'll, hey. get to, we'll get to them. We'll get to them. I'm confident of that. Uh, 
well, Charlie, um, uh, yes, I was kept, but um, uh, you wouldn't be surprised to find out that they could not keep me very well. No, it seems like the plan backfired and made you more independent. Uh, yes, I would sneak out of the out of the palace and I would run about and gallivant around uh, the, the British, uh, around the London uh, uh, the pub scene, and, and I was known I would get up on stage, you know. You would, you would get would up on stage? I can only get up on stage and I would sing a song. And no I would, way. And oh, my would, God. Yes, and then I would ask, and I would say, who here will fight for my honor? Oh, my oh. God. And I've watched, and I've watched so many men get into, like, just large fights, large, large fights. What? So you Pulling out knives and question? pistols that backfired into their foreheads. <laughs> this was a huge problem back then. <laughs> it happened all day, every day. So did you, all day, every day, did you, so how old were you at the time mm, when you were doing was, these sneaking outs? I was about in 17, 18. 17, 18, so, like, you were yeah. right about to be coronated. You were right Which about to become before, the queen. Not long before, not long before. And so did you, were you recognized? Were people like, oh, my God, the queen is here? No, because the image the image of me was very much somebody who was buttoned up and stuffy. But, uh, but in, in fact, I would go out and I would put on a costume and uh-huh. I would dress as what I thought the poor people looked like. I would Can have, you describe that for us really quickly? Uh, yeah, I was just covered in hay. <laughs> I was just covered in hay and <laughs> mud. <laughs> And uh, a lot of the boys, they would see me and they would develop soaked undercarriages. <laughs> oh, and they would come imagine. over to me and You'd look to... like a big hay monster. A Queen Victoria dressed all in hay. That is a boner maker, if nothing is. Uh, we've got yes. to take a short break, uh, but we'll be right back on Famous Dead People with Queen Victoria and the Buddha. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts, rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends, all that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are the 5th century B.C. Indian sage for whom the religion Buddhism is named Siddhartha or Gautama Buddha. Hello. And 19th century empress of the United Kingdom, Queen Victoria. Soaked undercarriage. <laughs> so... Uh, Buddha. Yeah. When you're 29, you're yes. prince now. Yes. Uh, you've been uh, you've been in your king box as yes. we've just, it was described. You know, I've broken out of the king. box. You've broken out of the king box, but your dad has managed to keep you from seeing any suffering, keep you from seeing any any religion. You know, up until this point. So he thinks. So you decide. Oh, but you had seen. Well, to to be is to suffer. So of course I've seen suffering. Right. Right. Yes, that is a precept of Buddhism. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, as the story goes, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here. Yes. You decide to leave the pl- the palace mm-hmm. to meet your subjects, mm-hmm. uh, and that is where you encounter an old man, 
and it blows your mind. People have to explain to you that people get old and die. Yeah. Is that correct? Um, no, that's crazy. If, okay. that, if anyone thinks that story is true, that is that is the nuts. big story. That is the story that everybody agrees is like part of your revelation. Wow, that is insane. Imagine living twenty nine. Imagine aging twenty nine <laughs> years. And, and being not understanding people and my father for 29 years. And you see him age, and you see him change. Absolutely. My dad is at least, what, 18 years older than I am. Yeah. Yeah. So he is 40, uh, uh, couldn't do the math there. 47, 48. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's 48. He's getting on in years. How the fuck would I not know what aging is? Well, let's, let's, or, let's... do they think I'm an idiot? <laughs> Even if you keep a kid, Wait, hold on a are you kidding me? Let's take a step back here Don't for a second. Don't insult me like that. Because, like, let's give you a little bit of credit here because, like, I feel like when you grow up with somebody, you're not as aware of the incremental changes that are happening to them, you know? That's like, so bullshit. That's, <laughs> do you know what we had to do in the fifth century? Do you know what, what shit we had available to us? We didn't have TV. We just talked about the little minute changes that went on on each other's faces, obviously. Oh. It's like talking about the weather. I was like, oh, that's a new wrinkle you have. Of course that's what we talked about. You fucking idiots. <laughs> oh I don't know who came up with this story. What do? What, I, what, how entertaining do we think Swing the Dead Cat is? Wait, but it's not that fun. Buddha, it's so different from what I thought yeah, it would be. Yeah, really. Uh, I'm getting riled up. I'm getting rowdy <laughs> because it's insulting to my intelligence. Of course, I didn't freak out when I saw an old man. Can I ask you this? So there's oh other, my God, I'm swinging dead cats around. <laughs> of course, I know that death exists. There's, there's a couple other parts of the story. So... So they say that you encountered an old man. Okay. Then you met a diseased. <laughs> then you met a diseased man, which was also. <laughs> okay. Which was also new information for you. No way. You didn't know that people could have diseases. Are you kidding me? And then you saw a decaying corpse, and that was new to oh, you. Shit, dude. Uh, this is so fucked. It's... Yeah. And this is what made you realize that there was suffering in the world, and that you should, and then you you needed to form a philosophy to deal with this. No. Are you kidding me? It's four. <laughs> 100 BC people are dying left all the time and right yeah there's death there's I they're like even if I didn't know like like when you're a child no one explains to you that like a fly is like a living thing mm -hmm. right you're just like oh that's another animal and when I kill it oh it dies and that's gonna happen to me someday and I I made that connection in my king box when I was like five years old okay tops you know so like when I saw that diseased man I was like Everyone was like expecting this big reaction and being like, yo, Buddha, this guy is a disease. And I'm like, no shit. He's got boils all over his fucking face. I'm not an idiot. So I just want to clarify something. So the story is yeah. correct. You did leave the palace. You did see all yeah, these people. Yeah, they showed me all these but it things. Doesn't... But that's not when the light bulb went off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can you tell us? Because soon after that, you became a, uh, a mendicant. Uh, which yes. is someone who devotes themselves to helping the poor. Hell yeah. Um, and so can you tell us? where the revelation came from if, if it wasn't you seeing all these uh suffering dead and old people uh that you that you had your revelation can you tell us where the revelation came from the revelation came from being stuffed in a house for 29 years How, can you imagine that i was 29 years old i was saying and you hadn't left the I, house. I hadn't left my palace and yeah. i said and they said and i'm going nuts they're like I'm surrounded by these nutso people who think I can't connect two and two in my brain. And they say, oh, this is an old man. And I say, I humor them. I say, oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's an old man. 
like everyone else I know, they've <laughs> their age as time goes on. And they said, oh, this is a diseased man. And I said, oh, obviously I've seen this before because it's the fourth century. And, and they say, this is a dead man. And I say, man, this looks like all the cats that we play this cat game with. Mm-hmm. And it, and that's that was enough humoring for them to like let me out and I'm like well I better do some good for the world so I became a mendicant. Wow. Oh, so it wasn't it wasn't that moment. It was just that was the moment when you were suddenly free to just do the thing that you wanted to do. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm really glad that we could uh, that we could correct the record there. Um, let me ask you this, uh, Queen Victoria. Uh, going over to you. So um, according to the Wikipedia, you were very. Uh, critical of the uh, princes that they were drumming up for you to marry. Uh, you know, you were 18 years old, uh, You and even though you were the queen, you had to live with your mom still. Um, and everyone was saying, like, well, if you just get married, you can have your independence. And so they started parading all these princes for you to, to potentially marry, but you were, like, really uh, critical of all these boys. Is that right? Uh, yes, we just, I, I was not, not at all happy. <laughs> a good running gag. I'm actually just curious how many of these <laughs> you can name. Uh, but please continue. Are you not Regis Philbin? I am definitely not Regis Philbin. <laughs> Are you not Regis Philbin? Which I don't think is, it's definitely a voice that I can't do. Like, I, I was really shaky on my Carson, but uh, but Regis, I'm not even going to attempt. I think it's too, you know? ha- it's a hard voice to do, Hey-o. but uh, you shouldn't be able to. That's, again, no, that's Ed McMahon. <laughs> that is Ed McMahon. Oh, dang. I can't remember his name. <laughs> So, yeah, I love the, that dude. That's so funny. Yeah, he's great. He was the best part of the Tonight Show. Everybody says that. Yeah, uh, I always look like Doc Severinsen. He was the band leader. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Doc, good old Doc. Uh, but sorry, so you were saying about being critical of these uh, princes? Oh yes, they would wheel out these fuck boys for me to look at and fuck boys. And I'm looking at each and every one of them and going, no, 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 because it's very repressed. And so if I'm going to uh, experience pleasure with another human being. I would like for it to be the right one. I don't mm-hmm. just want to have. Uh, Can I uh, uh, pump the brakes real boy. quick? Just because you're describing it as like a very quick process. Like it's almost like they're in a giant line and they're they sort of like being shuffled in front of you. It wasn't. Uh, you know that that seems very um, uh, almost like almost like a slaughter floor. You know, like where they just kind of like mechanically move the cows. I was going to say cows. a dessert cart, but <laughs> a slaughter floor. Is... I assumed that these these men were at least being given an opportunity is to that, woo is you. Is that how you think a slaughterhouse works? That a bunch of meat is rolled out and the guy says yes, yes no, 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 yes. no. I do think that, but there's never a no. That's it's definitely just, it's just not like how it yes, works. let's kill that one. Definitely kill that one. That oh, that one's going to be great. Then why have the whole? <laughs> the why have that guy why there? Have that man there? <laughs> if this his job is just to say yes to every cow, you know, basically are, just if you're inside the room, kill it. You know what I think is I think that's probably like a regulation, like you have to have somebody there doing quality control. Yeah. But the people that own the cows are like, just kill all the cows because nobody's gonna fucking tell. So so by law, they have to have somebody there just going like, yes, yes, that one, that one's oh, good. Okay, yeah, so definitely. this is another thing that has a corporate con- government think, conspiracy. I on think it. so. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's just some red tape. I just think it's the red tape that the meat industry is, is uh, has found a clever workaround to. But I'm mm, sorry. So you were saying. Tape. Speaking of, of a meat me market, <laughs> speaking of a meat market, a meat queen, market. you can just set off by the saucy mix. Yeah. So speaking of this meat market that uh, of of boys that were being paraded in front of you, so it's just this long line of dudes, you know. And this this yeah. this 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 had to have been over in a couple of hours then, if it was just a long line of guys. Oh, it was shorter than that. It would only go on for about ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, each uh, uh, like small township, they would send some young man who they were hoping would become some part of the royal family, and it mm. didn't work. It didn't work at all. 
until I met my first cousin. Until you met Prince Albert. Yes, he had been away. He was studying abroad, and he mm-hmm. was, so he was actually a ninja for a long time. And I'm sorry, he was, he was in a ninja. He was, he was a ninja he was for a long time. I heard ninja too. I just wanted to clarify. Yes, he was in, in India. Inja. In India. Oh, you say India? We say India. Uh, I say ninja. <laughs> Uh, like the stealth shadow warriors. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when um, uh, cool we, we know what ninjas are. Um, so was it hard? So you know, you 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 meet your cousin uh, Albert, first cousin Albert. Yeah. You decide that he's going to be the guy that you're going to marry. Oh, yeah. And then when within seconds, I decide. <laughs> within um, they say that every woman does. They say that every woman decides like within three seconds whether or not you. I don't know about every woman, or not. but I know this woman did. <laughs> How could you possibly measure that? Hmm? Well, you, How could you possibly know? Well, no, just women would just say. They would just tell you. They were like, I, I size up dudes like that. That's how I decide you when I'm going to... You can ask the woman who's sitting to the next of you. Yeah, there's a woman here, Buddha. We could just ask Queen Victoria. All right, do you decide within the first three seconds whether you would have sex with someone? Uh, yes, and I have made two very good decisions. <laughs> you are the most cartoonishly horny woman I've ever met. I don't take this as a reasonable sample size. How do you mean? You How are do you, mean? you literally within one minute of starting talking, you just talk uh, talk about how wet your pants are, your undercarriage is. Yeah. I well, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm <laughs> thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to be here. I'm here with my favorite interviewer. Okay, you decide. You decide that you are going to have sex with men like the slaughterhouse. Ju- well, Buddha says yes to we me. Can, here's the thing. It's like I read this somewhere. I've heard this said before. Like other women have this opinion as well. This is not just uh, our. It's not uh, just Queen Victoria. Who this, is this a, coked up hump monkey over here that is just. <laughs> I am royalty. I was lived. I lived inside a giant palace for about 90 years. There's and no, sh- no one ever told me no. There's no shame. So. I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just like it's so obvious. You just wear it so obviously that you're just so horny. I could I can't imagine being as horny as you are. Can well, you? I'm here with two other incredibly high status people. I'm mm-hmm. here with one who you can't, and name. I'm here with Dan Rather. Dan I'm Rath- so excited to be here. <laughs> what an interesting pick. Now, Buddha. Um, well, you can't understand being that horny because obviously you have uh, removed attachments and desire from a life, and so you don't yeah. under- You don't even remember what it was like to want to have sex with something because you don't sure. want things anymore, right? Sure. No, I, I can want things, but it's all fleeting, you know? Oh. It's like the question of who I am and who I want or what what I want is removed because I've achieved enlightenment. Oh, you understand? okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. But just, just to finish up on, uh, on your cousin Alfred very quickly, um, so you decide to marry him, and obviously you are the most powerful woman uh, in England, yeah. so you are essentially the bread earner in the relationship. You are the more powerful one. Uh, was yeah. that difficult, you know, to have a relationship in a time period when the men are supposed to be the dominant species and, and you are the one in control? Was it difficult being the dom and he being the sub? I guess if you had to put it in the grossest possible that's, terms. That's I, the question you literally just asked me, saying that one would normally be like dominant the, and like the, the other. Yin and yang. I'm sorry, the yin and the yang. Yeah. Yeah, taken from other uh, uh, Asian traditions. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, so, yeah, I, I, consulted my, I consulted my text on the Buddha, and I thought, yes, this will work quite nicely. And uh, he... It, it it did take him a, a little bit of time, but once he understood that there was pleasure to be had and mm. and yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and with pleasure, ma'am, and right now, ma'am, and 
um, I'll take care of your undercarriage right away, ma'am. Mm. You know, it, it, it's all me, it's like, all in good me fun. likey, yes, please. <laughs> Bro, this is pretty saucy. I feel like I'm reading a penthouse forum here. Yeah, yeah. Getting real spicy. Uh, for those of you who are just joining us, uh, you're listening to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are 19th century empress of the United Kingdom and maybe horniest woman that either me or the Buddha have ever met, Queen for Victoria. Sure. I have something to say about this, but keep going. <laughs> and um, uh, the uh, 5th century BC Indian sage for who Buddhism was named the Buddha. In the house. Yeah. And what did you want to, did you have a, a, a The two qualm? of you are shaming me so I much. I said and I no have shame. To say, no, there's no shame. We I've, specifically said no shame before. My husband died in 1941. That's 11 years into our marriage. So mm-hmm. let me ask you this. How fucking horny <laughs> would you be if you... Hadn't been with anybody in that long. I just think that maybe if you hadn't devoted yourself to only edging, except with your husband who had passed away, maybe you wouldn't be as, um, I'm trying to think, Leviathan horny as you are now. I haven't had sex since 400 years before Christ was born. Yeah, so if anybody should be the horniest I'm person about in here, it's the time, Buddha. The time that you were alive and you were, and you were having orgasms constantly. You, tell, you said as much earlier. Shit, I can have orgasms whenever I want. <laughs> it's a flick of the switch to me. I have like, you know, it's like a big control panel that's that what I have it perfect means. access that, to. That's what it means to be enlightened. Hell yeah. Just to have that kind of uh, control over your body. Um, I'd like to actually um, move over to you for just a moment, Buddha. Um, so, uh, you know, it is said mm-hmm. uh, that your famous revelation, so you, like you had the revelation to uh-huh. uh, help the poor. Sure. But then you had a second revelation where you realized that the middle path was the way towards enlightenment. Yes. Um, and it is said that you had this revelation. Uh, you were you were begging for change. That's what medicants do. They just beg for change. They live, they live very poor. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were so hungry, you hadn't gotten a donation. Uh, you're starving. And you asked for a donation from this little girl uh, who, because you were so thin, assumed that you were a ghost and that you were there to grant her wish. That. Is that true? That is true. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you know what happened to that little girl? Like, do you know what wish... She thought you were there to grant as a ghost? We kept in touch. Uh, She ended up, she grew older. She married a farmer. And I would babysit their kids uh, when they got older. They were pretty fun. Yeah, I was kind of like a a fun uncle. Fun Uncle Buddha. Fun Uncle Buddha. Yeah, fun Uncle Siddhartha. Uh, So what was the the wish that she thought you, this this ghost, was there to grant for her? Um, She, there was uh, a pile of um, durians. Uh, in the road. Durian is a, is a fruit. fruit. It's you know? a particularly poor-smelling fruit. It smells um, really bad. It's a very acquired taste. It, so is, like not, not, likes it. it is not native to Nepal. It okay. was a very... A trader had crossed the uh, Silk Roads and gotten uh, brought his durians, and they had piled up on the road, and she was trying to make it back to her home, and the wish that she wanted was to, for all those durians to be moved out of the way so she could get uh, home. Oh, and so she told you this when you showed up, and she thought you were a ghost. Yes. Okay. And so then, did you, uh, did you fulfill her wish and move all the durians for her? Hell yeah, I did. Oh, that's a cute nice little girl. You. I kicked all those durians out of there. Yeah. And so that was when you, you when you figured out the, what the middle path was, uh, and the um, and the and the four truths of Buddhism. That that's that's according to the legend. Um, that that's like it was in the same day, you know. Mm-hmm. So that. So that was weird. So the the little girl's like, "Hey, you're a ghost," and which is not part of 
our folklore and goes mm -hmm. don't grant wishes so this girl was coming out of left field with all of this and i'm like this is crazy like what does this girl think is real and she's like move these durians ghosts and i'm like this girl's <laughs> confident and i like it uh so i i i peeled all those durians off and i said truth number one you got to be confident you got to want what you want and not apologize for it um truth number two um don't let anything stand in your way that's what those durians were doing to me and that little girl and that little girl got home and i was just standing there like an idiot with those durians in the road and it, i got to free up traffic and so truth number two don't let anything get in your way truth number three um uh ladies is pimps too that's <laughs> that bond that we created as women is equal to men and that's it's beautiful and that's a beautiful thing and i don't think it's been put better than that and truth number four is that uh the human desire is the source of all suffering. So the fourth truth is that the human desire is the source of all suffering. Yeah. That is the only one of the four truths that actually matches up with the four truths that I read about mm -hmm. on Wikipedia. None of the other truths that you mentioned. Ladies is pimps too does not Definitely not. Definitely not in there. Because people say that. Uh, don't let anything get in your way. Definitely not on there. That's um, not a, people aren't quoting me when they, they say that. They are 100% not quoting you. Um, every, every other one of the truths uh -huh. is about human suffering and how it's linked to desire and how oh. you need to get rid of desire in order to, to achieve, uh, uh, nirvana. That was the simplest one. That was later. I was just like, I'm hungry, but if I wasn't <laughs> hungry, then I'd feel pretty good right now. It's so simple. It's so simple. I can't believe I was the first person to think but why, that. But why do you, but why do you dislike desire so much? Well, it's not that I, it's, uh, because if you didn't desire anything, then you'd be perfectly content. Yeah, you, you know? wouldn't. You wouldn't want anything, and wanting something is the reason why people suffer. Right. Like if you're in pain and you want to not be in pain, then that's suffering. Yeah. But if you just are fine with being in pain, then you're not suffering. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, I I understand that, but I guess my other, my, I guess my real question is is um, isn't desire part of the experience of life? Hmm. Isn't that part of what you get with life you get to experience life and desire is part of life well and you know this is obviously more for the buddha this question yes uh but as i understand softball it, as i understand it the buddha viewed life as suffering right mm -hmm. and so it wasn't life wasn't a thing to be enjoyed it was a thing to be to to survive through in content spiritual contentment yes yeah. i see i see okay. mm -hmm. Now, I understand. I just, I just had a general question. You, I'm assuming, just based on the conversation that we've had here today, have a different attitude towards uh, both suffering and pleasure, how they sort of like make each other better, I would say. You know, I would assume is what you would say. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm, uh, you know, it's fine to have these philosophical differences between. Uh, between guests, you know, yes, I, I mean, I I, it's really not I. because I'm right and I achieved <laughs> enlightenment. So it's like, why would you ever disagree with me? But the interesting it's, thing oh, about achieving enlightenment is that what what is the gauge on enlightenment? You achieved enlightenment, but I have no way of knowing whether you actually achieved enlightenment. All yeah, I know is what you true, tell Buddha. me. Queen Victoria I don't is know right. You could just be saying you're enlightened and not actually be enlightened. Do I not seem enlightened? I mean, you seem pretty chill, dude. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree that he seems chill. I have seen Buddha become angry he a did, couple of times. He did flip out this. at one of these questions. Yes. That story is insane. <laughs>
That story is crazy. <laughs> why would you, why would that develop as a story? But Who the reason that you're that upset, but the reason Buddha that you're upset is that that's that that is uh, calling into question your own intelligence, and so you're becoming angry because that hurts your vanity. And it's almost as though you want something. You want people to view you in a different way. I don't want anything. Are you kidding me? That's my whole thing. <laughs> why would you tell me that I don't want something? Are you not? What is what the matter saying, with you? What, what is the difference between want and desire? There's no difference. Yeah, well, I think we're just saying what it, what it appears to be from our side. And, and the fact, the point that you could, uh, anybody could say they're enlightened, look, even if they're not enlightened. Look at me. I don't give a shit about that story. You understand that? I could not care less that people... <laughs> just, I've had, I've had over two millennia to correct the record on that. It's just that you're acting I've had over two like millennia. Don't really you think care. I would have stepped... If I care, don't you think I would have stepped forward at some point and been like, hey, anyone who believes this story is a fucking idiot. Okay. Because that, you would have to I believe be. you. I believe don't you. Don't you think that would make more sense? No, I if believe I really you. care... I believe you. I know I get a little rowdy, but that's because it's fun and I like it and I get a little loose and it's cool okay you know? all right that's and fair it's, it's within i'm vibing and that's, i'm on it you know what you know maybe what we saying? should maybe we should move on just because i feel like um i feel like we're, whatever we're, you want whatever, literally whatever you want that's is cool <laughs> with me that's my whole deal so one of your one of your truths the third truth was um, i want to talk about maybe, whether or not you actually <laughs> actually had seen a dead person before and whether or not you actually believed in death let's, 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 i'm kidding let's ahead. move on let's yeah. move on so you said one of your truths was that ladies can be pimps too yes um, and uh, I read uh, one of the one of the interesting things about your uh, Wikipedia, Queen Victoria, yes. is that part of your uh, uh, moral code, part of your life philosophy, you didn't think that women uh, should vote. You didn't think that it was their place. Is that correct? Oh heavens, no, Walter. I did not. <laughs> right. I didn't think that women should deep vote. cut. Uh, I didn't think that women should vote because Walter I yeah deep cut. <laughs> hey, I had another very very sexy man. Mm -hmm. Um. I didn't think that women should vote because I felt like I should be the only one with a vote. You thought you should be the only... Clearly the queen has a vote. Yes, The queen course. must have a vote. Well, I mean, you uh, like to put your fingers in the uh, political political machine, even though you were... Uh, even though the royal family was only uh, in, you know, a uh, figurehead at this point. Yes, I like to have some sort of influence. I mm -hmm. like to make sure that everyone's going home at night. Perfectly, completely chaste, and then able to experience full pleasure once they get home. Mm -hmm. uh, I also wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, taxation and all that, you know, I have a lifestyle to maintain. We do need to get those taxes paid. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, yes, I didn't think that women should have a vote. Uh, once again, uh, going back to uh, suppression is a must if you want to experience true, true Pleasure. Okay, so you're saying that there's some uh, some cyclical benefit to women by suppressing their voice politically. Yes, <laughs> yes, there is. Uh, that that's exactly what what I'm saying. Okay, I, I just wanted Victoria, to clarify. That's I mean, put it on a poster. I think I think a good interviewer does that. He addition clarifies by subtraction. Yeah, addition by subtraction. Okay. Uh, yes, that's exactly how I feel. Now, have have I changed? Over the course of, you know, my 200 some odd years mm -hmm. of, of experience. No. No, you still I think still that women should not vote. Way. I still don't feel this way. Uh, a good aristocrat doesn't believe that, uh, that uh, those who are not royal are people. And a good aristocrat thinks that's especially true of women. Okay. So, so just because... 
of the of the royal heritage, the royal philosophy. Yeah. You believe that women should not vote because they are even less of people than um, other non-royal people. Yeah. Non-royal men. Yeah. How do you respond to one of my four truths? I imparted four truths to the world. I'm an enlightened soul, mm-hmm. one of which is ladies as pimps too. Yeah. How does that yeah. make you feel then to know that that's one of the Buddhist truths? Yes, well, I would just correct it. Lady is a pimp, too, because I am only one lady, and that is the accurate. I mean, you know, I think we might have to agree to disagree on this one. Uh, You know, I I personally think that women should have the right to vote and that ladies can be pimps, too. I hate Um, it, and I hate you for saying that. (laughs) Oh, And I hate, and I want want you to stop. (laughs) What is this? You're literally saying... That you want something, Buddha. You are betraying what your are you own talking? philosophy. No, I don't want. You said you wanted I don't her want to anything. stop. I hate her. You desire. I want her to stop. Listen, but I don't you need desire it. Need I don't need to stop. I don't need you it. I don't really to want because I can't. Because I'm enlightened. Listen, we only have time for one more question. Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, I'd like. Can to we end, ask it of you? Uh, you. I mean, I, I'd rather that we made the show about you because you are the important people. I, I, I think the question is for Buddha, and I would like yes. to know what the answer is going. Yes. To be. So the question is. Yeah. Uh, so none of the early texts about your life um, suggested that you were anything more than a mortal man, be it a very jacked and attractive. Uh, mortal man. Yes. But as time went on, stories became to be exaggerated and conflated. Mm-hmm. And there were some claims that you had supernatural powers. I'd like to ask you about a couple of them and just comment on them. Tell us if they're true or not. You know, there's a couple. I'll just, I'll just ask you real quick. All right. Yes. Okay. So uh, you were conceived without intercourse. And when you were born, your mom experienced no pain. No, that's insane. That's <laughs> okay. Uh, you didn't need food, sleep, medicine, or to bathe. Uh, that is true. It is true. Well, because I didn't need it. I'm enlightened. Okay, gotcha. So you didn't need food or sleep. You could just survive being awake and never eating? I like food. I wanted food, but I didn't need it. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. And last one, and I think this is the most important one, uh, mm-hmm. that you could have lived for an eon if only somebody had asked you to. That is true. That is true? I think it is true. You could have, but you don't know for a fact. I think it is true. So you just, so did you wait for someone to ask you to live forever, to live for an eon, but you just, nobody did, so you just couldn't? I don't want to impose on the earth. And I do want, I don't want to overstay my welcome. And I also died in a cart accident. So (laughs) there's no way to know if I would have survived for an eon. Mm -hmm. And I would have liked to be asked to live for ever, ever, you know, mm-hmm. um, but you know that's not how the cards played out. Yeah, wow, that's interesting, and I'm glad we could uh, that we could uh, you know clear the record on that. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for this week's episode of uh, Famous Dead People. I'd like to thank, uh, to thank my guests uh, Buddha and Queen Victoria. You're welcome for uh, joining me in the studio today. Uh, I always end my show by asking one question, one final question. I know it's a little weird, but um, do either of you have any uh, comedy shows or Twitter accounts that you really want to tell people about that you're just a big fan of? Uh, Queen Victoria, anything you want to tell people about? Uh, Mr. Brokaw, I, uh, my, I would say that if you would like to enjoy a wonderful improvised radio show that is live, you can go see a magnificent show called X Plus One, April the 4th at Caveat. Caveat. And uh, Buddha, anything you want to tell people about? I'll just plug Twitter at Sad William. At Sad William. Just a really fun, 20, really funny Twitter account. No, it sucks. <laughs> but I want more followers. <laughs> I suck at Twitter. Gotcha. It's all net stuff. Uh, so uh, I'm your host, Jared Berenstein. Uh, go to my website, jaredberenstein.com, for all the latest uh, news and upcoming projects. Uh, I've got a great show coming up called The Fine 39 on 325 at 9 p.m. at the Magnet Theater. It's going to be a big uh, mix of sketches and uh, stand-up and stories. It's going to be really fun. That's The Fine 39 
on March 25th at 9 p.m. at the Magnet Theater. Also, uh, check out the podcast version of Famous Dead People and go out and buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now, and it is hilarious. If you have any questions that you'd like to ask your favorite dead person, please email that to us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We'll try to have them on as soon as we can. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Famous